This show is a part of the podcast network of the Walled Garden Philosophical Society, an international community of philosophers and seekers dedicated to the pursuit of truth, wisdom, virtue, and the divine, wherever they may be found. To find out more, go to thewalledgarden.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Soul Searching with Seneca. Now in this episode, we're going to be focusing on verses number 17 and 18 of letter number 14 uh, on the reasons for withdrawing from the world. And in these verses, Seneca is just rounding off the letter and giving us his quote, uh, this time from Epicurus, as we so often see him do. And uh, I thought this was an interesting one. Uh, these couple of verses, he's actually talking about money and how to spend it wisely, right? And how to uh, essentially not be the uh, the subject of the money, but uh, to be the master of the money. And so we we now see kind of the uh, financial guru version of, of Seneca. But also there's some interesting lessons that you can take away and some themes that we see through Seneca's writings that can help you to think about this in other areas of your life, not just finances as well. Uh, so so anyway, we're going to dive in here. He says, quote, Now you are stretching forth your hand for the daily gift. Golden indeed will be the gift which I shall load on you, and inasmuch as we have mentioned gold, let me tell you how its use and enjoyment may bring you great pleasure. He who needs riches least enjoys riches most. Author's name, please, you say. Now, To show you how generous I am, it is my intent to praise the dicta of other schools. The phrase belongs to Epicurus, or Metrodorus, or someone of that particular thinking shop. But what difference does it make who spoke the words? They were uttered for the world. He who craves riches feels fear on their account. No man, however, enjoys a blessing that brings anxiety. He is always trying to add a little more. While he puzzles over increasing his wealth, he forgets how to use it. He collects his accounts. He wears out the pavement in the forum. He turns over his ledger. In short, he ceases to be master and becomes a steward. Farewell. End quote. All right, so Seneca is, uh, you know, by way of Epicurus, talking about those kinds of people who uh, are so obsessed with gaining and and keeping money that they never actually see the the benefits from actually having that money, right? And I'd like to point out a common theme here that actually runs through a lot of what Seneca says in these letters, right? Uh, so essentially, he's saying, listen, okay, wealth, you know, gaining wealth, having all of this wealth, that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is that if you have wealth, you use it wisely and use it for good purposes that enhances life, uh, you know, rather than just being this kind of grasping creature, always wanting more, 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 right? Kind of like what Alan Watts said, he said uh, something along the lines of, uh, if you're always wondering what's next or, or trying to get what's next, when it does come to you, you won't be there to enjoy it or to see it, right? And I think that Seneca would share that same sentiment. Uh, so certainly the uh, the idea that I get from his writing is here. Uh, and he also shares this great idea, which is that, you know, you want to be the master of your wealth. You know, you want it to serve you, in other words. You don't want to be serving it, 
right? And uh, and you can definitely see how how this is definitely flipped around in a lot of people in their lives, where uh, they become slaves to their money because of their desire, because of their craving to have more. But they become slaves to that that purpose of gaining more. And do they ever actually see the full enjoyment of what that money could give them if they were to use it wisely and, and spend it spend it well, right? Now, uh, as I said earlier, I want to draw this into a common theme that we see throughout all of Seneca's uh, writings here and, and throughout Stoicism as well. And is this idea that, you know, you can chase after something, but you can actually lose sight of what the something that you're chasing is for. Right, and so uh, he would say the same thing that he says about money, uh, about philosophy, about friendship, you know, about our time in life, and I can give you some examples. So when it comes to our lifespan, you know, he says that life is like a play; it's not the length that matters, but the excellence of the acting. Right, so it, it, you know, if you're too grasping of life, and and if you if if you're afraid of death, and you're you know you're so worried about not having enough time to live your life. That very that anxiety that you experience and and that grasping that you that you have in your life of of gaining more time is actually getting in the way of you seeing how you could be living your life right now and so that's why Seneca says that listen it it's how you use it it not it's not how much of it you have and he says the same thing about friendship you know he says uh, many people have friends but they lack friendship, right? Because they're different things. And and you need to see that, you know, if you get into this habit of con- constantly wanting more and more friends, uh, are you really spending the effort trying to go deeper with the current friends that you do have? Are you developing those relationships so that what you experience is the friendship that should come from actually having friends? And so again, we see this this theme of it's not how much you have, but it's the quality of what you do have that matters. And then he says the same thing about philosophy. We know that he talks about the fact that, uh, you know, you can really go too far with your philosophical study. Many of the Stoics have talked about this, including Epictetus. And the idea is simply this. How long are you going to keep on burying your head in the books before you actually see some results from the philosophy that you're studying in your everyday life? And so someone like Seneca would say, you know, it's definitely not how many books you're reading. And in, in fact, he thought that reading many authors and, and multiple books was almost the sign of a fussy stomach. He would say, well, when are you going to show me the results from your study in your life? And Epictetus said a similar thing. He, you know, he said, uh, you know, show me your shoulders. I don't want to see the weights that you're lifting. I want to see the results of the weights that you're lifting on your body. I want to see that they're actually changing you. And so again, this idea is it's not quantity, it's quality. And, and this, is, this is just something to meditate on in, in your life, you know, because everything can, and this is, this is one of the brilliant aspects of Stoic philosophy is that they teach this, that everything can turn into a vice if you're doing it way too much or you're being too grasping or you're trying to constantly add more, including something like study. And, and to a lot of people, that's a surprising idea because we think, you know, well, how could you possibly not you know, how could you possibly study too much? 
But the Stoics would say, well, you know, if you're doing it way too much and you're not actually implementing that in your life or if it's getting in the way of you having a flourishing existence because you're so uh, addicted uh, to more and more and more information, then, uh, yeah, it's getting in the way of your flourishing life and that can turn into a vice. Absolutely. And so this is just something to think about, uh, whether it comes to your money or your friendship or your relationships or, uh, or, or, you know, your philosophical study or just your, your view of your life and, and, and your time frame. Uh, this is something to think about. It's the quality of, uh, of the acting, as Seneca might have said, uh, not necessarily uh, the length of the play that matters. And so uh, I guess I'll leave it there. I hope you've taken a few things away from this. I think it's an interesting side of Seneca, but I hope that you see the themes that run through uh, because that's going to help you to really grasp these ideas uh, far better than taking them, I guess, uh, uh, individually uh, as they come. So uh, I'll talk to you next time and I hope you enjoyed this episode.